Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 222 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is the caretaker general of the Neo4j developer community. For the past few years, he has been working with Neo Technology on the open source Neo4j graph database. He likes to help Neo4j users to be successful with their use cases and projects, and he is the project lead of Spring Data Neo4j. He is also an author of several books, as well as a regular conference speaker. So welcome to the podcast, Michael Hunger. Thanks a lot, Phil, for having me. Yeah, thanks, and for the introduction. That was a really, really good introduction. So I just wondered if you maybe could tell us a little bit, a bit more about uh, the developer community in particular. Uh, the developer community, oh, that's a pretty broad question. So uh, as Kent Beck already said, uh, software development is about people. So I think most of the uh, things that we deal with on a daily basis is not so much the technology and just problem solving, but also working a lot with people. So making sure to uh, to learn, to support them, to help each other, uh, to um, you know guide people mentorship and, and so on. So I think in in my in our developer community around Neo4j especially, uh, there's a lot of people who are really active and encouraging and helpful to others. And what we want to do as, uh, as Neo4j is kind of encourage everyone to contribute and help others and not just think about your own things, but also support uh, your community as such. That could be all in like just answering questions, writing articles, building tools and or sharing your use cases and, and uses of, of the database. Right. That's a pretty broad uh, way of uh, interacting. That's Indeed. So in terms of the size, how big is the community? So it's a little bit hard with open source communities because uh, you know not everyone is forced to sign up somewhere. So there are uh, large amounts of users who, who never actually reach out, who just use the product or, or the, the, the project and never let you know about it. Um, which is sad on one side, but it's kind of the way it is. Uh, so we have between 150,000 and 200,000 people in our community uh, that we work with, uh, with, as I said, a, a certain number of folks that we don't know about. Um, so that's the current size. So Michael, can you perhaps tell us about a career tip, uh, one that maybe the audience don't know about and perhaps should? Yeah, so one career tip that I that I have that I think uh, is very useful. Uh, there's a book called Apprenticeship Patterns, which is really interesting because it was it's a collection of behaviors that are very suitable for people joining and starting with the industry, and tips and tricks basically from a lot of practitioners that have been interviewed by the authors. And I was a reviewer of the book, and I enjoyed it so much that even now, after more than ten years, uh, I, I'm still advocating for it because it kind of captures the essence of many of the things that we should do and we are benefiting from when uh, when kind of starting in a new industry. So one is kind of, of course, something like continuous learning. But for instance, another tip from that book is 
um, share your knowledge. So for instance, if you learn something new, just write it up, publish it as a blog post or give a talk about it because a lot of people will have the same problems as you, as you had and you just having learned it are in the best position to share that again. And uh, mentorship is another important thing. So if you can find a mentor, then definitely make use of that. Uh, and so this book is kind of just a really great collection of amazing tips and tricks from practitioners who have been in the industry for a long time. And what if, you know, what helped them over the, their careers uh, most kind of to get better, help others get better and, and, and so on. So that's uh, my tip. And there's some great ones in there, in particular, the, uh, the uh, once you've learned something, trying to teach somebody else about it, that, that sort of helps with the reinforcement of your understanding of what you learned as well. Exactly, because if you if you share something, be it in a talk or in a blog post, then you have to revisit your understanding, and then you because you have to explain it, you have to go deeper than just superficially, and then you learn so much more about it yourself. So it's double beneficial. Not that you help others, but you also help yourself getting better at the, the thing that you want to share. So it's it's a good uh, forcing function in that way to uh, to help you. And Michael, can you perhaps tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? Yeah, my as I said before, uh, IT is a lot about people, right? So, and I think my worst moments were also about people when I actually messed up communication. So, for instance, I have one case where I was really frustrated about some someone, and. Uh, instead of kind of taking the time and, uh, you know, thinking about it, about reasons that a person might have had to do what they did, I just, you know, typed out the email and sent it to someone. And uh, I didn't realize that the person that I was talking about was actually in the recipient list. And uh, so that kind of taught me the lesson to, you know, first think about it, sleep over it and also, you know, put yourself in the shoes of the person. And there often are legitimate reasons why someone acted the way they acted and uh, and kind of not following your impulse and just firing off is something that is really useful at work, but also, of course, in, in general. And I'm not great at patience and I'm not great at like holding back, but it's something that I got better uh, at since uh, since that incident it's something i've also learned over time as well um particularly if you receive an email which is quite cold in in the fact that that, that communication is can be quite blunt um but often I, i'll um if something is there that maybe i i would have a an instant response to i'll actually try to walk away from it or leave it for a couple of hours and come back to it so it becomes less raw yeah, that's true. And oftentimes, I mean, it's also the limit of written communication, right? So uh, you can only put so much into a uh, into writing. Uh, so if you have the opportunity to talk to the person face to face, then of course that's often a better um, possibility to deal with situations like that than uh, to just fire off an email or a message or, or something like that. And. Michael, can you tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? Um, yeah, so, I mean, my biggest thing in my career that was beneficial to me the most was kind of starting to work in open source because that completely changed my life and my career. Uh, when I was uh, starting after university, I already uh, you know contributed to a bunch of projects, but then I kind of in intensified it and 
working in the open source communities uh, just opened up so many on one side connections to a lot of really great people but also opportunities for the for my career so uh, working now at Neo4j which is an open source uh, product and project as well was actually triggered by me being part of another open source project which got me to attend a conference which was a really small conference on a ferry on the Baltic Sea uh, and where the founder of Neo4j actually gave a talk about this graph database uh, thing in 2008 and meeting him there and then kind of you know staying in contact, building things in open source for, for Neo4j kind of made me join the company really early on. And I think open source is such a great way of collaborating, showing what you can do and working together on things. But it opens up nowadays so many opportunities uh, in your career because you can work in any company because, you know, everyone uses open source software and lots of companies are building open source software as well. So for me, that was uh, the biggest thing that kind of completely changed my career. Uh, as such and that's a significant shift isn't it towards open source um I, i'm thinking back to earlier in my career that that just was not a thing at all it, it's certainly something that more companies are now embracing yeah so it uh it's interesting right so when we started it was a lot of proprietary software of course and you had a really different relationship to the software vendors, right? So because it was like them and you, and you were just a paying customer, and you had to do whatever they, uh, you know, gave you. Yeah. And nowadays, also expectations expectations change a lot. So when you, for instance, run into an issue, you raise the issue publicly, and then you also have an expect expectation that it's fixed within a short period of time. But also that the, you know, developer who actually fixes the bug kind of interacts with you, and you have can actually also contribute the bug fix yourself and, and things like that. So like many of these things happen now out in the open and not behind closed doors anymore, which also change your understanding, for instance, of the software and and your ability to also contribute and, and, and fix things. But also, if you look at like all the large companies, everyone is so reliant on open source software and throughout the whole stack. Um, it wouldn't be un un unimaginable like 20 years ago, for instance. Right? So that's definitely a big change. Indeed, yes. Okay, and Michael, what excites you about the future of the industry and careers in IT? So there are a lot of things that excite me. Uh, let me start uh, again on, on the people side. So something that I very much try to advance and support is kind of teaching uh, kids and especially girls to program because nowadays the world is all software everywhere you look right so and i think having a uh, you know development a skill set from the beginning from the get-go from your when you're in school uh, gives you so much more understanding even if you don't work in it later uh, just to understand how things work is so empowering and um, so personally, I teach a girls-only girls coding class uh, in afternoons in our high school, um, which I find really important because, as you know, the field is really skewed uh, in diversity and kind of doing anything I can possibly do uh, to help to change that is something that I very much care about. So not just kind of teaching the girls, which is an amazing experience, but also looking at when we hire for our team to make sure that we have an equal rate um, in, in genders and uh, races and backgrounds. Uh, that's something that I very much care about. Yeah. So diversity in particular is very important to you. Yeah, very, very much so. And I have three daughters myself. So uh, I also see that as something which I think uh, their career should not be limited by being the single woman in a 10-person team or something like that, right? So they should have 
uh, equal chances in, in all the things that they do. Uh, the other things that excite me a lot are like the possibilities that technology offers these days uh, in so many areas, right? So from uh, improving education all around the globe, opening up new communication channels, uh, allowing people to investigate things that might have been hidden um, in, the, in the past. So, for instance, investigative reporting uh, that can now access uh, data sources and connect the dots. Um, things like um, the... Uh, uh, you know, technology, using technology also to address larger problems like um, like climate change and so on. So that, that are things that excite me. And something that really impressed me in the last years uh, is all the, um, you know, amazements and uh, outcomes of machine learning. So that's something that I hadn't expected to pull off uh, so quickly now again after the, the winter, AI winter. Uh, but looking at what's possible there is both really impressive. It's also really scary, I think, uh, because we as humans often don't really understand what we're doing there and what happens if you feed a uh, machine learning uh, algorithm with biased data or wrong data and how does it use that data to make decisions. So it's a, uh, both a big opportunity for all of us, but also a big challenge how to make sure that like these algorithms are fair and you know objective and are actually supporting everyone to, you know, have a better life in the future. Yes. So that's something that I'm super excited about uh, to for the opportunity. Yeah. Michael, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Yeah, sure. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Um, I started writing computer programs on paper when I was 10 in East Germany. So I didn't have a computer. I didn't have like means to program, but I found in, in the library, I found a book about basic basically. And uh, because I was bored in school, I started to write computer programs on paper. And that was my beginning of like development. And then it started from there. So from a really young age, uh, I was always fascinated about what you can do with computers. and. I have to say we can count ourselves really lucky that for us, like our hobby or like our passion became our job. Uh, so I think uh, that's something that's very special. And so it doesn't feel like a job, actually, even if I work like, I don't know, 12 hours a day or 16 hours a day sometimes. It doesn't really feel like, like a job. And my kids sometimes say, Daddy, you're working all the time. But we see that it's actually you're still having fun. How do you do that? Yes. And, yeah. and that's the reason because I, it's kind of what I love to do. And I love to, you know, solve problems, make things uh, work, um, build, build things that actually do things and uh, or build programs that do things. And I'm really not good at like manual work. Like I'm not good at crafting and, and like... Um, repairing things and so on, but I'm really good at like making virtual things uh, work and, 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 and grow. And so that's kind of where my early ch childhood interests actually became throughout my whole life, uh, the thing that I always wanted to do. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? Um, the best career advice that I ever received was uh, make every day a day where you learn something new. Um, so for me, a day when I didn't learn something new is like a lost day. So that's something that I try to pay attention to, that uh, I take as many opportunities uh, to learn new things, not just, you know, improve and get better at the things that I already know, but also, you know, pick up new pieces of knowledge or skills uh, during the day. Because you never know where something helps you, even if it's 
very contrary to the things that you're currently working on. But, uh, you know, this kind of continuous learning is something that I really try to embrace and uh, focus on. And uh, so far, it's been amazing uh, how much you can get from that um, research. And conversely, what is the worst career advice you've ever received? Um, I think to focus on yourself and your own career advancement is something that people try to tell me is something I should do. But luckily, I didn't follow it because uh, whenever you try to silo into yourself and focus on yourself, then it becomes so narrow. And um, if you're self-centered in what you do, you can't benefit from all the other things that are happening. And you also uh, don't benefit from collaboration. So for instance, I uh, very much like to do pair programming, for instance. And if you would kind of only focus on yourself, then you wouldn't want to share what you know with the other person, or you wouldn't want to share your code with the other person. And so some people are really focused on, okay, it's my career, it's my responsibility, and I have to advance. And no matter kind of how many uh, wounded people and and projects I leave behind, as long as I can advance, I will use that opportunity. And so that was the, the worst uh, advice that I ever got. And if you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? Today's world looks very differently from the world that I grew up in. As I said, I'm from Eastern Germany, from behind the Iron Curtain. Uh, so the world, uh, actually falling, the falling of the Iron Curtain kind of enabled me to do many of the things that I do today. So what I would do differently would I would be much more active around uh, going around the world and learn in different places from different people with different backgrounds and make this a more active thing from from the get-go. So um, in, in university, I would have kind of switched uh, countries or cities or so yearly or so. That would be something that I would do differently today. Because after all, you know, the world is a really small place. And um, and uh, I think that's something that uh, changed my life also quite a lot, kind of to work with people from all over the world on a daily basis, uh, which is really an amazing thing uh, to be possible or to be able to do that with today's technology. And, uh, and go really kind of broad. I wouldn't specialize. Uh, I would really try to go broad and uh, learn and look into as many topics as, as possible. Um, especially also beyond IT. So I did computer science uh, at university, but I also kind of noticed that many people that don't have a computer science background but come from, you know, biology or physics or uh, even, you know, social sciences, often people do better in uh, software development when they don't have a CS background because some of them are, for instance, better at program sol uh, problem solving and breaking down problems into smaller pieces. Uh, others are better at, like, the interactions. So I, I wonder if I would go back to CS or actually study something else and uh, then kind of join the IT uh, industry from, from the side, actually. That's probably something I would do differently with knowing what I know today. Sure. I mean, there, there's certainly that opportunity now, probably more so than there was so 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, that's true. Because nowadays there's even more overlap uh, between yeah, the fields. Exactly. That's true, yeah. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? So my current focus is very much, um, again, on the, on the people side. So for a long time, I've been uh, developing software, building, building projects. And uh, now uh, our 
our team, our developer relations team at Neovoji has grown to a size uh, where there's much more to do on on the like people uh, side of things. So kind of helping our team members to, to grow, giving them feedback, being there as a sounding board, making sure that they have everything that they need. Uh, it's, it's a quite uh, a change for me. And that's something where I also have to skill up and kind of acquire new skills in, you know, listening and making decisions on, on that side. How do I help people also in difficult situations? How I do, do I, how do I make difficult decisions, for instance? And so that's something that you don't learn in CS, right? So, and uh, all these skills is something that I need to get better at and that's um, that I'm currently focusing on. And also learning to delegate because that's also really tough a skill because of course you would want to do everything yourself because, you know, that's quick and you know what you're doing and, but trusting other people and helping other people grow by delegation and kind of rather focusing on giving feedback is, sometimes a hot hot thing because you want to do it yourself and it's really you know you're getting nervous uh really wanting to type yourself but kind of consciously stepping back and saying okay i i want to delegate this and this is a part of the program that someone else should build because they learn as well and so that's uh something else that's currently an objective right now and what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Um, I'm pretty good at getting a lot of information out of people. So kind of when I talk to someone, it's easy for me to kind of get into their way of thinking in their mind and ask the right questions to get more, uh, learn more from them. So my wife always says that's a skill that she she loves, she would have. Uh, and uh, even if it's not like IT field, uh, just being able to learn something really quickly from someone. Imagine you meet someone at a party or so, and then they're from a completely different area and you want to learn about, uh, in IT, let's say embedded programming or let's say biology or something like that. And I'm good at asking the right questions to get deeper and deeper. And afterwards they say, oh, did you study this? And I say, no, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a... You know, software developer who's good at asking uh, asking the right questions. And so that's a uh, a skill that has been super useful. The other uh, skill that's very useful, but it's not really a skill, is that I don't need a lot of sleep. So I have only like three to four hours a night. Wow! And that gives me a lot of additional time to do more stuff, yeah. which is really really cool. I'm not sure I could do that. That's too much. <laughs> yeah. It's been doing that for for more than forty years now, so it seems to be okay for me at least. And what do you do to keep your own career energized? Um, I try to read a lot. So I try to use opportunities to, um, when I'm traveling or on the road or so, uh, I read a lot, I listen a lot to podcasts. So because when you go running or um, go out, then that's something that uh, is really easy uh, to get into. So I listen to a lot of technical and non-technical podcasts, uh, and that's good. Uh, running, for instance, is also something that helps me a lot. In the last few years, I started running, and that's it's really cool to get out in the middle of the night, for instance. It so is. I often run at midnight or so, uh, and so that's that's nice. And um, then the other thing uh, as a to keep me energized is kind of go meet other people at conferences and other places, and try to talk as to to a lot of different people from different backgrounds, uh, because it opens up my eyes to many you know, new ideas, too many uh, 
you know, thoughts that I might not have had myself. And so which gives me always when I come back from a conference, I have a lot of, you know, new ideas and things that I want to try out. And so that definitely gives me always a big boost in, in what I want to do. I know we just touched on the fact you do running, but what else do you do away from technology? I, as I mentioned, I have uh, three girls, so I try to uh, find time for the family. So what I actually did is um, I blocked off my afternoon. Uh, so from three to nine, uh, so three in the afternoon to nine in the evening, I have family time where I don't take meetings and I don't take calls. And uh, I really, uh, you know, spend time with the kids. We do a lot of board games. So as you might know, Germany is a very board game uh, crazy country. Uh, so we have... I don't know, almost 100 board games at home. And so we try to do this, uh, go outside, go into the park. Um, I started to meditate uh, for the last year or so. That's really something that I wouldn't have thought would give me so much uh, back. Uh, so kind of the mindful uh, meditation, they learn more about yourself and your body. And that helped me a lot also when I was in pain this year or when I was have, having a difficult time. Uh, kind of just being able to take the step back and you know focus on yourself and uh, that was something that was uh, really really good and otherwise uh, just usual going out hiking and, and and things like that but and and michael can you share a parting piece of career advice with the it career energizer audience the uh, uh, advice i would have uh, for everyone uh, especially starting in the industry is not to be afraid uh, so you shouldn't be afraid to contribute to projects, ask questions. So even if you're somewhere and there's a world-renowned speaker at a conference, all these people are actually very, very human and they don't have like celebrity kind of style behavior. They are all very open to questions and if you want to learn something. So don't be afraid to approach folks and ask them. And, uh, you know, there's almost no means to make a really bad mistake by uh, being not afraid and trying to to do something. And, you know, just, um, I often say I rather ask for forgiveness than permission. So I often just do things and then figure out later uh, the, you know, if there might be negative consequences. So, but uh, I saw that from a lot of people who are too scared to, you know, ask a conference speaker for something or too scared to contribute to the project and which would have kind of given them so much more in their future career. And so that would be something that I would like to share. And finally, what's the best way you can find out more about you and connect with you? Um, so I'm active quite a lot on Twitter and GitHub. And uh, you, so you find, if you search for Michael Hunger uh, in general, find me uh, pretty easily. My Twitter handle is uh, a little bit hard to spell. It's M-E-S-I-R-I-I. -I -I. So uh, it's a little bit hard to spell. It was an, uh, a being from a Star Trek novel that I read when I was 15 or something like that. And I kept it as a handle. So that's the easiest way. Or J-E-X-P uh, on GitHub and in other places for Java Expert. Basically, that was my freelance uh, company. Michael, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you. Uh, likewise. Thanks for having me. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening in to today's episode and to my guest career tips, advice and experiences. 
You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e, and then the number of today's episode. And a quick reminder that the show has now three episodes every week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So make sure that you are subscribed to the show to get new episodes automatically downloaded. Also, don't forget to join the IT Career Energizer Community Facebook group. You'll get to engage with other like-minded people, get to find out more about upcoming guests and other episodes, and can get involved in the future direction of the podcast. It really is a great pleasure to be able to talk to so many inspirational people from across the industry and to be able to share their stories and advice with you. Thanks for listening, and remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.